0: Welcome to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast. My name is Jennifer Vaughn, and I am your host of the show. Today's show, I just wanted to do a quick update about my missing cat, Sawyer. I had talked about him in a previous episode that he went missing on October 13th, and we hadn't seen him since. He's not a cat that just wanders off and doesn't come home. He knows where he lives. He's fed really well. Believe me, the cat is so spoiled. So he'd been missing. He didn't come home. I let him out at one in the morning on the early morning of October 13th. And he was spotted on our neighbor's porch cam. And then that was it. We didn't see anything after that. And that was basically right after I'd let him out. So I've done all the regular things that people will do if they're missing an animal posters all over town. I mean, there's probably at least 50 all over the place in, you know, close neighborhoods, Gold's Gym, You name it, I've gone all over the place. I've gone door to door and spoke with neighbors just to make sure that in the early days that he wasn't stuck in a garage or something like that. I've gone to FedEx and talked to them about him possibly getting into their facility because they are right on the other side of a sound wall where we live. And I know that he goes under that sound wall. There's a little um, space underneath the cement wall where he will scoot under it. I've seen him do it and come back. And so I wondered if he possibly went over there in the late night hours and got into a truck and was transported somewhere else. Um, but they confirmed that they shut their garage doors. There these; It's a big facility there. They closed those doors every night around eight or nine. So that wasn't a possibility. He wouldn't have, he was gone in the middle of the night and he always comes home around 7 a.m. to eat. So I had exhausted all those different things. You know, I put a litter box out. Everyone was giving me advice on, you know, put dirty clothes out and, they can smell a scent from a long way away. And, you know, I don't know. I know he knows where he lives. I had a lot of people who kept seeing a cat that looked a lot like him. And they were calling me and saying, I've seen your cat. Yeah, he's like four houses down. He was in front of that house. I'm like, if it was four houses down, he would have walked right to our house. He knows where he lives. So I found out the uh, cat that everyone kept thinking was mine. I saw him and it, or her. Actually, her name is Skye. And she did look a lot like him, although she was really gray and white, and um, the markings on the face were a little bit different. So it's been an excruciating time waiting for something, you know, a phone call, anything. And, you know, of course, people thought they'd spotted him, so we went to all those places where we thought he had been spotted, so it was like this feeling of hope. And then on Friday afternoon, I was looking at my phone and a next door notification came up and it said coyotes and my heart sank and i opened up the app and i looked at this particular post and i was crossing my fingers as i was about to read it that they were somewhere far away whoever was writing this hopefully they were like in the next town over or way across town this wasn't going to be something that was like near us it wasn't only near us it was literally on our street. So there has been coyote sightings and coyote howlings and yippings that people have heard all around our neighborhood. And we are surrounded by a slew. I've lived here for 16 years and I've never, ever heard anybody talk about coyotes taking cats from this neighborhood ever. How did I miss this? I have no idea. And I have two other cats that are outside for the most part um, we try to keep Toby in at night now of course we are going to keep him in at night because of uh, this new information and baby kitty is another kitty that has kind of disowned us because she hates Finn so much but we're keeping her in my daughter's car at night she sort of has like her own little kitty condos just to keep her safe at night but she's survived for a long time outside so anyways this news of coyote sightings was devastating to me it just you know It's like everything in me knew that was it. And I think it hit me as just shock at first, because I've had this feeling that he might be wandering somewhere or he got transported somewhere, or somebody's feeding him or something. And in that moment, I knew he was more than likely gone and that he had, um, died a violent death, which is the part that's really hard to think about, um, because he was so sweet. So I had a bit of an emotional breakdown starting Friday evening. I drove my car over to the slough and I talked to Eric and I was kind of having uncontrollable sobbing. I could hardly catch my breath. And um,
1: it, deep breath, it continued the next day because the reality and the gravity of the situation, I know people are probably going to, some people will listen to this and think it's so stupid because it's a cat. but I loved him so much and he was so sweet. And, um, so it's been a hard few days. Um, thankfully I was able to talk to a lady who had her cat taken from her right in front of her,
0: literally down the street two years ago from coyotes. And apparently she witnessed all of it and was unable to do anything about it. And she said she cried for a year straight and she ended up having like, uh, EMDR therapy is what I think she said. She goes, I know that sounds really dramatic, but she needed it because she was, maybe she has no kids and this feels like her child to her, but it was really traumatic to witness that obviously. So it felt to me like this evil presence came in in the night and took my, my little fur baby that I love so much. And I've had all these visions of How it went down. I mean, I couldn't stop thinking of every single way it could have happened. Was he trying to climb up a fence and get away and they jumped up and pulled him down and bit him? You know, it's like all these horrible images in my head of how he was killed. And so, of course, I had to look it up online to see how coyotes kill their prey. And it's very fast. They said that it's like typically, well, first of all, coyotes are really smart. They're great hunters and they pounce real quickly. They nip at their, um, prey's feet until they get them to slow down, then they they basically get them by the neck and they um, suffocate them. They say it takes basically about fifteen seconds. They said typically the animal will die from shock and suffocation within fifteen seconds. So it sounded like it was as you know humane as it can be. Um, so I today I mean that whole thing has been living in my head for two and a half days now. It wasn't nothing that had gone through my head because I honestly only thought that the thing that the only thing that lived around here in the slough was snakes, you know, like harmless snakes, skunks, possums, and raccoons. I did not know that coyotes were living around our slough. I know that sounds really naive of me, but we don't no one talks about it at all. I've I've been here, like I said, sixteen years and no one's ever said anything about cats being eaten by coyotes around here. I know my sister lives in Arizona and in Arizona, you don't let your cat out because coyotes will just snatch a dog right off the street. You know, I've heard of stories of people having their dogs stalked at dusk while they're walking them and cats are taken all the time. And so my sister's lost a cat to coyotes. And so I know that in that type of area, and of course, different areas of California, I mean, they're all over, but where I live, And even though, like I said, I live near this slough where it's a, you know, it's a natural reserve and there's animals that live there. I just didn't think coyotes were even an issue. And I even spoke to the animal shelter and told them, you know, is there any chance that there's coyotes around here that that could have happened? I I did bring that up about a week after he was gone. I called them. I know he's chipped, so I haven't really checked with them because I knew if he turned up there, they'd call me. And she just said, no, (laughs) I need to call them back and let them know that yes. And so, um, yeah, there had been sightings literally on my street, not in front of my house, but down a ways. And if the street turns into another street, that's where they were spotted down there. So today I decide to take a walk to the slough and look around. I don't know what I think I'm going to see. I just feel like I need to be close to it. I need to feel like I'm near him. I've accepted the fact that he was more than likely killed by coyotes. And and it's so sad because he's not some scruffy little, you know, mangy cat. He's this beautiful, like, he's like a cartoon character. Like, and the thought that his life ended so brutally, is really hard for me to comprehend and and I, and I loved him too but it's just the thought of like his perfect little body and face and everything going through that is just you know and knowing that he was eaten he's his he's gone he was food for somebody is so hard to uh, think about so I go around and I'm walking around this area and I I just I had this epiphany when I was out there and I've been real hard on myself because he wears a bell and I kept thinking That bell made him a target because he, wherever he ran, that coyote would hear that bell. So I just assumed I played a role in this, but in my mind, I'm envisioning all of this happening right around our house, that this like happened somewhere around the cars around our house or the fences or something. But then as I was walking Finn back and I was going down the street that leads directly to the slough from my house, it's about two blocks away. I realized, you know what, Sawyer always brought me snakes. He's done it like three or four times in the last year that we've had him. And those snakes don't appear on sidewalks in front of people's homes. He had to go to the slough to get those snakes and bring them two blocks back to our house. These are gardener snakes, they're non-poisonous, but he brought me probably like three or four. All of them were fine. I ended up bringing them all back to the slough. Most of them were just little babies. But just thinking, you know, he had to go to the slough to get those snakes. So that tells me that he travels to the slough and I just had this like epiphany all of a sudden, which has helped me, um, feel like I want to actually talk here about it because I just need to gather all of my feelings and my thoughts and put them in one place. And maybe I'll delete this podcast someday, but I just wanted to share with everybody. Um, what I realized is that he is such a hunter. I mean, he hunts all the time and he brings us, you know, birds and mice also. And he was also extremely curious and always into everything. And he wanted to be outside. He would knock things over if he didn't get to go out and he'd attack our other cat Sky, if he didn't get to go out. He was a cat that we found outside. He'd already been living outside. So he, it was part of who he was and he really, really wanted to be outside. So I know that I never would have not let him out. That just wasn't gonna happen. He wanted to be outside. And then I had this whole feeling that we should have kept him in at night. If I had only known about these coyotes, I never, ever would have let him out at night, which is probably true. But the reality of it is, is that he was going to go to that slough regardless, whether it was day or night. And he was in danger from coyotes day or night. He really was. And so it helped me feel a little bit less guilty of letting him out and being, um, you know, having such bad timing with this message on Next Door about coyotes thinking, oh my God, if i just known, you know, six days ago about this, I would have never let him out. I wouldn't have, even if he came back tomorrow, I would still let him out because that's what he wants. And so, um, and regardless of what I think is best for him, I know what he wants. And I have to think that him being out there, he had to know he is not at the top of the food chain. I'm assuming cats know that in general. Their instinct must know that that even though he may have been out there hunting, which is what I think he was doing, he had to be aware that at any moment something could get him. And so I'm just, that's my hope is that in that moment, he was not totally caught off guard, that maybe in his little cat brain, he understood that this is part of being a cat—that you might die this way—and this is what happens. Another thing I forgot to mention is that when I was walking on the trail as I was coming up, there was a uh, coyote poop on the trail. It was um, uh, it's like kind of asphalt. Anyways, I was looking at it close up. It was dried up, but I could see easily just by observing it that there were pieces of bone in it and fur, so clearly from a coyote, which I thought. Wow. And the fur was light colored. I don't know if it was his, but it's like, you know, was that a sign, you know, because I looked for a collar and of course I couldn't find a collar anywhere. And then I also saw a cat while I went up on top of this bluff and looked down. There is a, there is a furry black cat with white feet kind of. And um, I've seen him around FedEx too. And I thought, you know, you're a cat living in the slough. Why are you surviving out here and not getting caught by coyotes? Why was it my cat that got caught? So then, of course, that gives me still a little bit of hope that maybe it's something else and he's going to walk into our backyard at any moment. Of course, there's always that hope. You always hope that. But logically, what happened is that he was taken by coyotes, not in front of our house, but he went to the slough and he was attacked there. The other thing that was really kind of crazy today is I was driving home and I was going, I was right by that part of the street where they had been reported and I looked up the street and there was a cat that had run across from one side of the street to the other and there was people outside unloading groceries and the lady kind of walked across the street to get her cat and I have to say when I saw the cat run across the street it looked like a raccoon because it was like sort of, you know how raccoons have like the rounded upper back and it was sort of like Humping along, I don't know how to explain it, but it just was like it wasn't walking like a normal cat. So I drove up and I just thought I want to tell people who have cats because maybe not everybody looks at next door that they need to be aware of the coyotes nearby. And these people live like, um, they're they're I'm two blocks away, they're a half a block away, so they're really close to the slough. And the, this is exactly where they had been spotted. So I pulled up lady was really nice. She was holding her beautiful gray kitty, all gray, you know, one of those, like, I don't know what they call them, those short haired gray cats, so beautiful with a real round face. And she was holding him, he was trying to squirm away. And I told her about what I'd heard about on next door. And she said, Oh, I did see that. And I said, Okay, so I just want to make sure you knew because I saw you had a cat and you live so close. And I'm pretty sure my cat was, you know, taken by them. And then um, I realized that. And she said something about the fact like she was feeling guilty and she said, I know even though he only has three legs, he's still able to get over our fence and he gets out sometimes. I said, oh, and I said, did he, what happened? Did he lose his leg here? And she said, yeah, he came home like about a year ago and she said his leg was like hanging off. It was like chewed almost all the way off. So she said we had to amputate it and he just gets along on one leg now. I'm like, that's it. Your cat was attacked by coyotes. Like this, that should have been a a dead cat. So that was really interesting to run into her and run into her with this cat that had for sure been attacked by coyotes. So crazy. Cause she hadn't really put it together. She just said, we never knew what happened. I'm like, yeah, that was a coyote attack for sure. So that's all. I just wanted to share that and get that off my chest. It's something I would have shared on my rats, cats, eggs, and fin, which is my Instagram literally dedicated to him. It started with him because I just thought he was so beautiful. He's a, I don't know if I explained this, but he, or said it, he's a tuxedo cat. He has a black nose, just the little part on the front is black. So it looks like a little heart. He had a black nose. Um, and he has like had, I I can't get that straight, uh, like Batman, Ears because they're all black, and then it was like he had like a mask over his eyes that was all black, so this is a whole whole thing it looked like he had a little Batman mask on, and you know his underbody was white, you know white arms, white legs, black tail, black back, and skinny and long, quirky as hell, he'd come out of the bushes and follow me and Finn every time we took a walk and It would scare the crap out of me because there's one part of the street where cars would go a little bit faster and I'd just be like holding my breath. Like, please stay on the sidewalk. Don't go underneath the car and get confused because we're here and run out in front of a car while we're right here. So, yeah, and he'd run. I mean, anybody who follows my Instagram story knows they've seen him and he'll he would follow us through the park and run up the trees and. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a lovey cat like he wouldn't ever come and sit on my lap. We never heard him purr unless he was making bread into this one specific blanket and he would slobber all over it and pretend that he was nursing. And that was the only time he purred. He kind of looked at us almost with human eyes. He was like he came here and basically took over when he came to this house. He was the top dog and he had an attitude and he kind of put everybody below him and he walked around like he was the shit. And he was. I mean, he was. He is an amazing cat.
1: And I am... I was really lucky to have him in my life if it was only for one year. He was special. So, I'm going to leave now because I need to cry. Because I need to get it out. So, thanks for listening again. If any of you have gone through something like this, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I need to hear from people through my Instagram. Um, it's good to have people that understand what I'm going through. Cause I know if you don't know what this feels like and you haven't been through it, you might be listening to this honestly and thinking I'm overreacting or I'm being just, you know, a big baby, but it's a loss of something that feels like it was truly like a, you know, a a family member and it's, it's really hard. So whoo. Okay. That's it for now, guys. Thanks for listening. I appreciate all of you so much. All right. Bye-bye.